Unsolicited advice we deem important. You, on the other hand, might not. Information so good, you're encouraged to write that down. From Mackie and Judd. All right, welcome back. Mackie and Judd, Radio Row, Mall of America, filling up with bodies and masses and celebrities, football players, you name it, PR people, cameras, everything. They're all here to see us, obviously. Oh, yeah, of course they are. Yes, the most noteworthy show on Radio Row. Uh, we do this every Friday. It's a segment called Write That Down. And we also hold each other accountable for our write that down predictions. Mm -hmm. We are unlike any other show in this current pen where they make predictions and they say bold things and then they hope that no one goes back and uncovers the wrong things that they said. Yes. We actually keep track of each other's batting averages. So let's do this because we have John Clayton coming up in about 10 minutes. And Dave, halfway through this segment, has to go find him in a sea of bodies. <laughs> yep. so, Good luck with that, Dave. So let's Thank do you. an accountability session. Then Dave can rattle off his predictions first and then go find the professor. All right. Um, but we'll start with, so we have a few big-time extra base hits. Actually, it was three home runs and a triple, maybe four home runs. Inside the Parker, maybe? We'll see. Let's start with our listener prediction from last week. And by the way, if you want to make a prediction of some kind and write that down, Send us an email with the subject line, write that down, to Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. And I think Jonathan has a little audio to go with the listener prediction. That was a huge, oh, really? huge bomb. Well, let's yeah. start with that. Watch out. Oh, silver kick. Wait a minute. The official's got to get the center control. Uh-oh. What about the pop-up power bomb? Cover. Stay. Hold it off. How about that? So Paul S. predicted a four-item Royal Rumble parlay. All four items hit. He predicted both championship matches, Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles, and then both winners of the two Royal Rumble matches. Now, obviously, wrestling has a scripted ending, and you could probably read some cheat sheets and spoilers, but, I mean, Dave can attest to this. Especially with the Royal Rumble, there's always a surprise or two that you don't see coming. Oh, yeah, and if anybody, you know, any major... You know, spoiler website says here's what's going to happen at the Rumble. Vince is going to know about that and say, well, believe this. We're going to change the script. Yep, so congratulations to Paul. He all hits right. a home run, our first listener home run of all time, and write that down. Uh, Judd predicted that Harrison Smith would intercept a pass in the Pro Bowl, and you know what? Like, the chances of that happening, yeah. that's a home run. And took Judd. it back to the house. Well, th yeah, dude. Thank you very much. I feel much better better about my 2018 than I did about 2017 already <laughs> after so, a disastrous 2017. It's a home run for you. All right, thank uh, you. Dave said, Dave had a couple come off the board. You said at least one story about an Eagles fan getting arrested would surface by Wednesday of this week. I saw a story in the Pioneer Press yesterday that Eagles fans are being very respectful with their cheering. That no, nothing, no, no physical violence or harm. Oh, you must have missed the one then. Was there an arrest? Yeah, oh, yeah, it was in the, uh, it was in the pages. No. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, ruling Judd. I don't know. It was in the. Do you have? Do you have the? Do you have? We need uh, arrest documents. Here. Physical no. documents. No. So this, do you have? I was, I was, do you have the newspaper apart? <laughs> I actually spent a half an hour last night scouring the internet, uh -oh. knowing this can, is coming out the back. I haven't seen anything. There's got to be something, but no, there's nothing. If you can find a police report that includes like an Angelo or a you know a, no, a veto or somebody, then we'll give it to you. Uh, but. Yes. But let's see here. Dave did predict that Adam Thielen would score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yes, in the Pro Bowl. 
Pro Bowl. I'm sorry, in the Pro Bowl. Not say oh, we Super both Bowl. got it right. The Pro Bowl, yeah. So I gave you a triple on that because a touchdown by a wide receiver in a Pro Bowl is much more likely than an interception by a safety. Right. So a, tr- a solid triple for Dave Harrigan oh, on that. Oh, he was playing with a broken back. Couple fractures in the back, actually. I have, you know what? I have no problem. You're the tiebreaker here. It can be a home run. Yeah, it can be an inside the park, an inside the park home run. Not to mention the fact it was a preview of the 2018 Viking season when Drew Brees is throwing touchdown passes to Thielen (laughs) and Diggs. Yes, and the Vikings are going to Atlanta. And he was able to survive the ground with the catch, which is the hardest part, really. (laughs) Uh, And then I had pain these days. Well, I predicted that there would be no interceptions for Harrison Smith and no touchdowns for Adam Thielen in the Pro Bowl. uh, So that was wrong. Uh, I also said the Vikings. In the first would, half alone. Yeah, I know. It was taken care of within the first two quarters. I was trying to leverage you guys in your bad predictions, and I was the <laughs> laughing stock there. I also said the Vikings will trade for Alex Smith. That was wrong. But if you remember, like four months ago in the middle of the regular season, I told you Josh McDaniels would be the next head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Predicted the exact team. Circle the base. Yeah, that's, good. that's well done. Oh, yeah. That's very yeah, well no, done. We're all giving home runs today. Circle Everyone's bases. getting home runs wow, today. We went back to back to back. That's this is unbelievable. This is such a feel-good <laughs> show today. First time ever, back to yes. back to back homers. All right, Dave, fire out your three predictions, and then go find John Clayton. All right, I can do that. They are all Super Bowl related. Number one is that the Patriots will end the first quarter drought. The Patriots will score in the first quarter okay. of the Super Bowl, something they have never done in the Bill Belichick era. That's amazing, by the way. I know. That's an incredible, incredible step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many games they've won without scoring in the first quarter of a Super Bowl. And that includes the ones they've lost, too, right? So yes, just like every Super Bowl of the Belichick era. So era. Yeah. All right, prediction number two. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dad. Thank you, Jonathan. Prediction number two uh, is in regards to Phil Mackey. However, I don't need you to leave the table for this. You hear the uh, Eagles chant in the background. Yeah, here we go. It yeah. is simply that Phil Mackey will not win the playoff portion of the picks because wow. he will get his prediction wrong with the Todd Furman segment, and I, by picking against him, as <laughs> I, mean, I probably will, I can't assume I will, but I most likely will because he's going to be wrong. Yep. And I'm, of course, going to be right. I will win the playoff prediction segment uh, because Phil Mackey will make an incorrect prediction. That's coming up in less All than right. an hour. Yeah, four points on the line. Uh, And then third prediction. My third prediction, Judd, I need you to take off the headset and uh, just back away from the table. I was going to say, I can't get too far away from this table. I'm surrounded by humanity. Just a little bit. Just close your ears. Here, you can just kind of whisper it into the. I can't hear you. Judd's going to the Super Bowl, as we know. (laughs) On Sunday, he will be at the game. Yeah. Judd, I will ask him on Monday what his number one takeaway from being at the live Super Bowl for the very first time in his life will be. And his number one takeaway will be something negative. Okay. It will be something negative about how he'd rather have watched the game at home. If our intern can make sure that he has his ears covered right now, that would be great. That would be great. Okay. Intern for me, Dinah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You got it. It will be a negative. It will be a complaint. It will be something negative. Okay. Okay. That's almost a given, by the way. That's Can I get back on now? That's a single effect. I'm talking to people. Ah, give okay. me a I'm taking it. I'm the man of the people right now. Can okay. I get back on the headphones? Uh, you play yes. tennis, too? You're good. Edina, yeah. <laughs> Benilde, we were rivals. <laughs> I lost. Region 6, it was a bear. Oh my <laughs> Had God. to go through that guy. I got to go find a professor. All right, go All find right. John Clayton, and uh, we'll, we'll finish off our predictions here. Okay. All right, Judge Zolgad, let's go back and forth. You start with okay. your first prediction. Uh, I am going to uh, back up what I said last segment and tell you you can write this down. Write it Bill- down. You like writing things down. 
Bill Belichick will coach his last game for the Patriots on Sunday. Bill Belichick's last game will be Sunday's Super Bowl so against the Eagles. You already have a prediction on the board that this will be Bill Belichick's last season as Patriots head coach. Okay. So, I mean, you're... I'm I think we can allow it, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm now down doubling on. down. Okay. I'm now doubling down and saying that not only that this will be the last game, okay. no matter what happens. Um, yeah, so you're doubling down. I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you uh, two prop-related bets or, or predictions, but we'll start with this one first. All right. The Twins, write this down. The Twins will sign a new starting pitcher before next weekend. Before next weekend, the Twins will sign... A new starting pitcher. Okay. I don't know if it's going to be you, Darvish, Alex or Cobb. Alex Cobb. Yep. But I think once the Super Bowl hoopla is finished, yep. Now and spring training's on the horizon. Now baseball teams will start to be a little more aggressive. So right. write that down. All right. My second one for this Friday, given what uh, what Roger said on uh, Golik and Wingo yesterday, and that we know the Packers quarterback is not happy, and that things don't seem to be going exactly as he had hoped or planned. And I believe that there is firmly uh, some dissension between Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy. The 2018 season will be Mark, Mike McCarthy's final one as coach of the Packers. Wow, okay. So Mike McCarthy, uh, they did this with Mike Sherman. They kept Mike Sherman around. Uh, they demoted him from GM and kept him around as coach for Ted Thompson's first year as GM in Green Bay. Yeah. And then fired him after that season. So I think the same thing's going to happen here, and Mike McCarthy will be shown the door. Write this down. I'm going to give you a, a, a Super Bowl prop bet parlay here, okay? Okay. The Gatorade that will be dumped on the winning head coach will be red, or whatever's in it will be red. Okay. And the Super Bowl MVP will mention or thank his teammates first before he thanks Not or mentions God? anyone else. Not God. Teammates before God. Okay. That's, so a, red, that's red, a bold prediction. Red Gatorade or substance could be blood. I don't care. It's going to be red, <laughs> dumped over the coach. On Belichick, perhaps. And secondly teammates will be the first entity thanked by the MVP of the Super Bowl. All right. Fair All right. enough. Go ahead. My final one. Adrian Peterson, uh, there was a report a couple days ago that the Arizona Cardinals are expected to release him yeah. very soon. Will not have a job when training camps open okay. this summer. So Adrian Peterson will not be employed by a team. He will not be on a roster when training camps open for the 2018 season. Okay. And then final prediction. Another Super Bowl prop bet here. So Justin Timberlake is performing at halftime. Yes. Will Justin Timberlake cover a Prince song at halftime? Yes. Oh. Or at least some sort of an ode, a, a guitar riff, or some intro to a Prince song. He will mix in some element of a Prince song. Okay. John Clayton, the professor, joins us when we come back from Radio Row. It's Mackie and Judd. Judd, take it away. Uh, but first, I am checking this place out here around us right now, and it's packed with people, and you know who I don't see? I don't see you, listeners, and I am asking myself why. Because there's more than 65 exciting events taking place on every level around every corner of the Mall of America this week. This includes the fan gallery where we are in the media center. That's presented by Microsoft. We are on level three. It is filled with... Uh, star athletes, former players, broadcasters, celebrities. So check that out. Also today, join uh, Chase Pay and Best Buy at the Mall of America Best Buy store. That's from noon to 2 where they will be hosting a taping of a Super Bowl preview show that will include Boomer Esiason, Mike Holmgren, and more. Best Buy will also be giving away $25 gift cards for the first 150 people at the event. Microsoft store at level 1 South End, 1 to 3 p.m. today. Join Microsoft for their official Madden 18 Community Series Finals featuring NFL superstars. 
It's all at the mall, so much more if you come out here and make sure to share your experience by tagging Mall of America with the hashtag BoldNorthMOA on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. I will see you here, and hopefully it'll be shortly. Welcome back. It's Mackie and Judd on Radio Row here, Mall of America, and we are joined now by a friend of the show, a host on 710 ESPN Seattle, and find his podcast, Schooled, with the Professor John Clayton, longtime NFL insider. What's going on, John? I'm just trying, trying to get over man. Judd doing reads. Right? I mean, that's so the amazing so thing. So sorry. But he did great. Yeah, I mean, it's two of us. But the great part is, is like, it was, it was kind of an unscripted. It just had highlight points, and you did it to time. It's like, I'm impressed, Judd. Well, thank yes, you very much. No stumbles or anything no, else. Oh, it's very, very tough. Judd is a, Judd read is by a read radio basis. trained professional. I take it game by game. Game by game. Read by read. Read by read. That's what I do. Line by line. Bullet point by bullet point. So we've basically spent the last two weeks, John, trying to figure out the Vikings have no quarterbacks on contract. Uh -huh. So Judd's theory last week was, why don't you trade for one year $20 million of Alex Smith, bring back Teddy? Oh, well, that worked out well, yeah. Good read on that to, one. Like, pay him $90 million till he was 39 years old, so that's off the board. Like, right. What are your thoughts on the Kirk Cousins market, the Vikings and Bridgewater and Case Keenum and that whole landscape? Well, I mean, it's going to be like $28 million or so to try to get, uh, you know, uh, him and so uh, honestly it's like is that going to be somebody that's going to fit into the cap I mean I think what it comes down to you take a pecking order you figure that case probably is in the lead because you still don't know about Sam Bradford's knee you still don't know what you have in Teddy Bridgewater so it's like I mean can Case Keenum really think in the open market he can get 23 to 24 million dollars? I don't think you have to honestly worry about the franchise fee. So I think the, the ideal thing to do, try to get him to 16 to 18 million dollars, pay five to five to six or so on a one-year deal with Teddy Bridgewater, yep. and that would make up the difference where, you know, Bradford, I don't know if he can get 24 in the open market or not, probably not because of the knee. You know, again, I know it's a bone bruise, but uh, I would have to think you try to mix and match and try to come up with the right number. You could say, Sam, listen, we'll give you 20, 20 million prorated for one healthy knee. We'll give you 10, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah. One, one per knee? Yeah. Oh, go, he'll go well for that. <laughs> yeah. what, what's your guess about uh, what transpires here if, it, indeed, the Vikings try to do what Spielman alluded to yesterday, which is the potential of saying, the league made us toll Teddy's contract. It's not our fault. And so you try and, and bring it. You try and toll the contract. That'd be a break. To, but that'd be a 18. break. But, right. But, but do you buy that... Spielman tried to pass that off on the league. Yeah. Do you buy that, or or that's got to be the Vikings being proactive to go to the league to say, can we toll the contract? No, I right? think what it comes down to, because A.J. McCarron's case is coming up, and, of course, I mean, he stayed out there the whole year, but his contention is, well, listen, I was healthy. You elected to keep me out there where the team, you know, in the case brought Teddy Bridgewater back, and I think by Rick's being, saying that, that's a good faith thing. It's like, hey, it's not us. It's the league. But, you know, the McCarron thing will help determine a little bit, you know, where that's going to go. And I would still anticipate that McCarron's going to be a restricted free agent because he did stay on that list, and the contract theoretically should toll. So if you're Rick, I think he's doing the right thing because it's like, hey, Teddy, it's not us. Yeah. We want you Oh, you, you can back. duck big time here. Oh, yeah, no if doubt. You're the Vikings, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I think that's the right strategy to take. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's, a, it's obviously a salary cap. If it was baseball, you think maybe you give the guy a few million dollars yeah. for his troubles. But it's a, if you're an NFL GM and you're trying to keep Stefan Diggs under contract long term right. and Eric Hendricks and all these guys, 
you're trying to save some money. So I say, but I'm never going to fault a player for wanting to get his money, especially after a knee injury. Oh, no I question. See, I see both sides of it, John. Oh, yeah. And again, it's like if you're Teddy, you just have to hope that McCarron wins. Or again, I think that Teddy's okay in the sense that they did activate him off the injury list. Yes. And they did put him out there. And he was available. And he was also the backup quarterback until yeah. Sam Bradford came back. So I would have to think that you know, he will be a free agent, not a restricted free agent. But again, I think Rick's taking the right tack. It's like, hey, this isn't us. This is the National Football League. Because again, I think you know, that's why I bring up the idea of mixing and matching. You know, of the three quarterbacks, you know, Teddy has the best chance not to get the best contract. I mean, yep. He would be number three of the three because you really don't know what you have. I mean, you saw what Mike Zimmer said at the end of the year. Well, we need to see him play more. Well, duh, yeah, you need to, but then you're better served to take Case Keenum and take him as far as you can into the playoffs. How do you think it's, it's a little bit unprecedented, too, because the knee injury is unprecedented. Right. Uh, so from your experience and, and surveying the league, what what's like the most money that Teddy Bridgewater would get from another team in your mind? Well, the Vikings have yeah. an advantage because they're the only team that's really seen him for two years. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you can make a case that he can get seven if somebody thinks that he can come in there and be a borderline starter. But, I mean, Nick Foles is the highest paid backup at 5.5. Now, the year before, Chase Daniels, for whatever reason, got $7 million as a backup from the Philadelphia Eagles. So you figure, okay, in the toughest case scenario, you go between five and a half and seven. But then if you're going to be paying a lot of money to either Sam Bradford or Case Keenum, there's going to be a limitation on what you want to do. So I think that, you know, that's why I think it's kind of a mix, mix and match with Teddy being at the lower end and then one of the two quarterbacks being at the higher end. What does a, a Kirk Cousins stand to get now that, that we've seen the parameters of the Smith trade, which to me for the Redskins, John, was a lot to give up. Uh, I'm, by the way, I'm just impressed that I'm on the second floor of the uh, mall, yep. just getting some coffee from the media lounge, and we're and you know K, uh, both quarterbacks, Alex Smith and Kirk, were doing media row here, yeah. radio row, and all that stuff, and yeah, you know, we were trying to get them like crazy, but we didn't get on the list, and so all of a sudden, I'm down there. Kirk comes over and say, "Hey, John, Kirk Cousins, I got my five high school teammates here. Can we take a picture with you?" <laughs> Amazing. Like, That's awesome. Wow. He was in line at the Shake Shack, too. He's about yeah. to make $100 million guaranteed, and he's 10th in line at the Shake Shack, yeah. going around asking for pictures. That's he's amazing. He's going to get what? 28. 95 guaranteed, though? No. In, I mean, that was, that, in a full under, Understand the guarantees. Yeah. The guarantees are usually two years times the average, and that third is an injury guarantee, which really doesn't count unless the guy's injured. Mm -hmm. Now, like in Colin Kaepernick, he got it because he was $19 million coming off three surgeries, but you only have maybe about three or four or five of those a year league-wide. So usually, if it's going to be, you know, okay, uh, the, I'm sure when we find out the final details of Alex Smith, which of course, I mean, being it's a trade that happened a month, a month and a half before, it really could, yeah. you know, we won't find out till then that it's probably $47 million guaranteed. Yeah. And then the last year would be $24 million on an injury guarantee. So, Kurt, by the way, John Clayton's our guest here on Mackie and Judd Radio Row. Thomas Morstead will join us in about 10 minutes. Uh, Devin Hester in an hour from now. We'll make our NFL picks top of the hour. Uh, if you just take, I know this isn't, quarterback rating is not the best way to measure. There's yeah. other ways to measure. But if you just take traditional passer rating the last three years, Kirk Cousins is sixth in the NFL behind like five Hall of Famers. So do you think he is a legit top ten quarterback that deserves to be one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league? Or is somebody going to overpay for more of a 12th or 14th best quarterback in the league? In your Understand mind? quarterback pay is based on opportunity, not necessarily how good you are. Yeah. Is he a top 10 quarterback? In my opinion, no. Yeah. 
even though he's my buddy and I, you know, take pictures of him with the elevator well, yeah. and all that he stuff. He loves you, yeah. obviously. I know, but the thing is, I mean, for example, Matthew Stafford. I mean, he's borderline top 10, probably top 8 or 9. He got 27-5, but is he better than Aaron Rodgers? Is he better than Russell Wilson? Is he better than, you know, Matt Ryan and the quarterbacks? Like, no, but he had the opportunity to get his contract at the right time. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, like, Matt Ryan's going to end up getting, you know, 29 to 30 million dollars he'll be the next one aaron Rodgers will get 30 31 Man. russell wilson after that will get into the 30 31 range i mean that's kind of way the pecking order is but i mean he's sitting there and understand how smart he is as a business person one he can negotiate well if he's over at chick-fil-a as long as it's not a sunday and get a good sandwich <laughs> that's the problem yeah. two if it's a sunday he's in big trouble it is. I know. He's, well, he's going to be at the game probably. Or he'll be flying back home. But, but, you know, but you can see that it's like, okay, they're offering 16. And Kirk goes, now, wait a second. I'm making 19.9 as a franchise player. And if you still want me, you got to franchise me at 23.9. And then they're offering 21. Why would he take those deals? Particularly when you knew he has a bit of, But also understand that I think uh, the Redskins and other teams don't think he's a top 10 quarterback, even though he'll be the highest paid. Yeah. In yeah. your opinion, if the Vikings go back to Case, how far can Case Keenum take this franchise? Uh, this I, is I, our debate. Yeah, here. I mean, I, I think not as far as this year. Because, again, that's when, you know, the Cam Newtons and Matt Ryans and I mean, maybe not Russell Wilson. We'll see because they have a lot of changes coming up on defense. Rogers. But, again, in a quarter, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers will probably come back next year and, you know, take over the division again if he stays healthy and, you know, gets his squabble done on the quarterback coaching change and kind of gets over that. How about that but yesterday? I wasn't, I wasn't consulted. Yeah. It's like, hey. McCarthy's calling your plays. Why does he need to consult you? It's also yeah. amazing, though. I mean, he's obviously just frustrated with lack of free agent signings, and he just yeah. he's not happy with the franchise, and he saw what it looked like when he was off on the sidelines and saw how bad the defense was yeah. and just saw everything being kind of a cluster. But the way the politics worked out there, it worked out for McCarthy, and it worked out for Aaron because Goody of the three that they were looking at was going to be the guy who's going to be more involved in free agency. Yeah. You know, Elliot Wolf. Everything I heard he was not going to get the job, which is a shame because I think he should be a general manager in this league. I thought it was going to be Russ Ball, and Russ Ball did get promoted, but also uh, you know, Goody was going to be the one that's going to be more aggressive in free agency. So McCarthy, I think, got the guy that he wanted, still has Russ Ball to kind of run things, and then now they have a chance to now get more involved in free agency. So it's a win-win, even though... They didn't consult Aaron. Well, yeah, they didn't <laughs> consult Aaron. He, he truly believes, in, in his heart of hearts, he's the GM. Uh -huh. He really believes that. Like he, he's like, you, you should consult me. If you're going to fire someone, you should talk to me. Yeah. He believes, I mean, from the time that after the NFC title game last year in Atlanta, when he got up to the podium and basically like, go get more defense. Yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. No. But he basically wants them to come to him and say, hey, Aaron, what should we do? But then also, I mean, you can look at it from one standpoint, too. It's like, as great as he is, and, you know, it's like, it's Brady, Rodgers, Pickett each year. Who's the best quarterback in the National Football League? And I think it varies year to year. I mean, obviously, it was Brady this year. It's like... You know, you really have only won one Super Bowl with me here all this time. Yeah. I mean, I brought you the playoffs every year, but it's like only one Super Bowl. And two with Brett Favre included going yeah. back 25 years. Like, you'll take the two Super Bowls, but if you said, hey, for a quarter century, you're going to have two of the top five or six quarterbacks of all time, is two Super Bowls enough? Well, yeah, because, I mean, when you think about it, it's like, okay, the 49ers had the same thing because they had two Hall of Fame yeah. quarterbacks, just like the Packers had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and the differential in the – Super Bowls for the 49ers, a little bit bigger than the Packers. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Hey, John Clayton, great stuff. Great to see you. Go find him, 710 ESPN in John. Seattle. Thank also, you. download his podcast, 
schooled with the professor, John Clayton. We'll catch up again soon. Uh, free agency on the horizon. Real quick, a word for Luther Rookdale Toyota, 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard, which is the best car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities. And it's a place that my family and I have been going for three plus decades. What I love the best is the service. I love the comfort. You're going to find a different environment and different types of people. Uh, these are very attentive, smart, helpful people on both the service side and the showroom side. So go in, open until 9 o'clock on weeknights, ask for a test drive of the brand new 2018 RAV4, one of the most durable, best, most popular SUVs in the world. The spaciousness of obviously an SUV and the handling and the feel of more of a Camry Corolla type. Uh, go in, talk to Tony, talk to Badu, go ask for a test drive, have him show you the interior, the technology, all the safety features. Or you can snoop around the website, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com, and there's tons of pre-owned vehicles that you can look at sometime later today as well. LutherBrookdaleToyota.com, 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard. Thomas Morstead, Saints punter, has a great story to tell about how Vikings fans have helped raise a ton of money for his charity, and we can talk about... Maybe prying Drew Brees away from his team. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe we can incentivize him. Mackie and Judd back with more from Radio Row. This portion of Mackie and Judd sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring with Indeed? You can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at, in, at Indeed.com slash hire. Welcome to the zoo that is Radio Row, Mall of America. This has been a super fun week. Thanks to John Clayton for going deep into the quarterback breakdown with us and uh, sort of, I guess, easing our concerns about it. Okay, let's just real quick, before we're joined by Thomas Morstad, who, by the way, Vikings fans, donated over $200,000 to his charity, which supports children battling cancer. We're going to talk about that. Um, John Clayton said it's not going to be as much guaranteed money for Kirk Cousins as maybe we yeah, speculate. Yeah, was reported. Yep. If that's the case, yep. does it change your thought if you're not going to be locked into some absurd if, ridiculous amount for four or five years if that's the case it does if that's Me the too, case for sure but i'm not but here's my problem there's so many teams that need a starting quarterback that i'm not sure that the price won't skyrocket at the last second as teams try to outbid each other yeah but yes if john is absolutely right then it changes my viewpoint right so because i mean if you're taking away money i'll take Kirk, i'll take kirk cousins over any of the other options if we just if money's right. equal yeah, if we so just rank the quarterback. So if yes. money and obscene amounts of guarantees to a guy who you're not 100% sure about, if yep. that's the thing that's maybe preventing you from going in, yes. um, you know, that coming back to earth would be would be a big deal. And then you and then you attempt to toll Teddy's contract and Teddy comes in as your backup to Cousins for 2018. Sure, for sure. Uh, so we're hanging out here. We still have Devin Hester is going to join the show a little bit later on. Uh, is Jarius Wright confirmed, or are we kind of waiting on him? Dave Harrigan. As far as I know, he will be at 11.15. Cool. So we can talk some Vikings with Jarius, a familiar face at 11.15. Superstar Mike Morris, if he can make his I was going to say, Mike gigantic Morris. biceps through the masses here. We will catch up Mike with him Mike is going to point. have it short to get through the, the mass of humanity that we're dealing with right now. Yeah. How many Eagles chants have you heard so far this morning? I think we're on our fifth or sixth like public Mall of America E-A-G-L-E-S chant. I've heard at least four. Yeah, and uh, it's crazy. I, I thought yesterday was as crazy as it could possibly get. I think I was wrong. I think today actually exceeds it Yeah, it's, right uh, now. It's, it's, I mean, it's, you can't move here and outside, uh, outside with just fans watching. What would you estimate? Five deep? Oh man! I mean, yes. I, I might be. I would say there's at least at least 
I mean, there's got to be a couple thousand fans just sort of circulating around. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it is. It's a lot like if you've been to any, if you've been to the Ryder Cup, or when uh, when major golf tournaments are hosted here, and you get to like a Phil Mickelson. There's game. another one. There it is. We can hear the Eagles yeah. chants. <laughs> when you get to a Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson hole. And they're standing like five or six deep along the fairway. That's what Radio Row is like. Right yes, now. it's like it's like a gallery of people. And uh, throughout the early portion of the week, it was mostly Vikings fans. Uh -huh. And now I would say of the of the Eagles and Patriots fan, the ratio I think it's like seventy or eighty percent Eagles fans compared to Patriots fans. Because Pats fans are like, we've been there before. We're not going we, to seven below. Oh, now we have a competing skull chant. There no, it is. Or Foles. It could, oh, be, a it Foles. be, a Foles it could be a Foles chant from You're right. Eagles fans trying to troll the Vikings fans here. Yeah, it might it might be a Foles chant. So uh, we're going to get Thomas Morstead on the headset here to talk about, and this is a local connection here to Vikings fans who are listening. Uh, yeah, have a seat, Thomas. Good to meet you. I'm Phil Mackey. Hey, Phil. This is Judd Zolgad here. Nice Our to producer, Dave Judd. Harrigan. Judd. Yep. Uh, so so well, Thomas Morstead, after the Vikings Saints playoff game, and we'll have him talk more about this, Minnesota Vikings fans donated over two hundred thousand dollars to his charity. What will what you give will grow as the charity, uh, which supports children battling cancer. And you're here to uh, drop off a check this weekend, correct? Yeah, we're doing that today at one o'clock at Children's Hospital. Um, it's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. It's been a remarkable uh, thing that's happened, and uh, <laughs> learned what Minnesota Nice is all about. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Old teammate right there, Your Super Bowl champion. Stroke there, your long I was, hair. I was Usama Young. That's my guy right okay. there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, really excited to be up here. A uh, little bittersweet, obviously. Sure. Um, but we'll be back up here next year as well to play you guys again. So, um, you know, hopefully the outcome will be a little different next time. So this all started off because you got hurt, if I'm not mistaken, in the divisional round playoff game on your first punt. Yeah. Hurt your ribs. Yeah, and fans like like the fact that you kept yeah, so, so here's how the whole thing happened. So I, I tore my cartilage in my rib cage, uh, making a tackle on Marcus Sherrills, who I think is just extremely underrated returner. I oh, think yeah. he is so good. He's a great decision maker, knows how to take he knows when to take risks. Um, so that was number one. Number two was or I guess just playing with that the rest of the game. And then number two was coming back out for the uh, two point conversion that didn't matter, yeah. except for the point spread. Were you in the locker room? Yes, and the, the referees had come in. I was one of the last guys in, and a lot of guys had already taken all their stuff off. And um, they just said, hey, we need 11 guys. And so I just ran out there. I wasn't doing anything, you know, you know, I wasn't trying to make a statement or anything. It was just like I was one of the 11. I just they, they, they need 11 guys. So I went. And um, and so I didn't realize I was kind of like the first guy leading the guys out. I didn't uh, know that. And I was running out, and Case came to my no case a little bit. And, he said, hey, Thomas, we're taking a knee. I said, you better because <laughs> <Yeah, 'cause laughs> I'm, I'm already yeah. hurt. And you've got some big boys to... right there in yeah. front of you. That so. was like we watched that and thought as it was happening, first of all, NFL, I'm not sure if you need to just the game is over. Yeah. But that had that to have been. point spread, man. You yeah, exactly. that point spread. That, and that was a very important potential point or not. Right. That had to have been just an atrocious walk, though. Right. I mean, that's like you, look, you was, watch the other end of the field. Yeah, too. it was. Look, it was tough. I think the toughest part. You know, you walk out there, it's pandemonium, and then Case started the uh, skull chant. Like, no, it's, that's, a, it's a Foles yeah, chant now, by the way. It got turned into by Eagles fans <laughs> right. a week later. Fair enough. But he started that, like, as I was walking towards him, and, I, and it just kind of, the energy built, and uh, that was hard. That was hard. Uh, but, you know, you just congratulate those guys on a 
on winning the game. They won the game, and um, you know it was, just, it was tough. And then the third thing in the trifecta is, is winning. I think all the fans that felt like they wanted to do something, it's good karma to uh, give to, to do something good to keep this train rolling. And sure. uh, so I think all three of those things happening, uh, you know, it's just kind of a remarkable thing that happened. I'm a wimp. So how do you how do you continue to punt with cartilage that's damaged? Well, so the, the tough part was the breathing, right? It was kind of like a I felt I told uh, I told my wife I said I felt like I was a, a dying dog that was like gasping for air, like I couldn't even take a, a regular breath. It was just like a bunch of short breaths, and because every time your rib cage expands, that's the cartilage that's absorbing that, or you know you're feeling it, and so. Um, until they gave me the shot at halftime, once they gave me the shot directly, it was like a painkiller directly into that spot. And about five minutes into the third quarter, I started feeling okay Yeah. to where I could just manage my breathing and all that. Um, but until then, man, it was brutal. I was like, I don't know how anybody can play a normal position dealing with what I'm dealing with right now. Is that the worst you've been wrecked trying to tackle as a punter? Have you suffered any other major oh, dude, injuries? I have the highest injury rate in league history, you? probably. I've got like 10 tackles and 7 documented injuries. <laughs> I've torn, torn my labrum tackling Danny Amendola. Wow. Um, I've torn uh, or excuse me, not Amendola. Um, Edelman? Number, number 11. Edelman. Edelman, Edelman yeah. yeah. I had to tackle Amendola in college. Sorry, I've got, I've got nightmares no about that. So. No worries. Um, but yeah, I've had that. I've had knee surgery on my left knee from other things. I've hurt my ankle tackling a Giants returner a few times. You know, I, it, typically it's my fault. If I'd hit a better punt, I wouldn't have to make the Aren't tackle. Aren't you supposed so. to miss? I thought ta I no. thought punters were supposed to be like, I tried to get you're, the guy. You're the last line of defense. I dove at the guy, no. but I missed. Look, the, I have an advantage when I'm on the field as a punter. Two reasons. Number one. Typically, I'm bigger and stronger than the guy that I'm going to tackle. You're not going to find a 250-pound linebacker returning punts. Yeah. Sure. Their advantage is they're smaller, quicker, and faster, typically. But top speed, I can run. I can run, and I'm never blocked. And so they're looking at the guys that are immediately in front of them, and I can typically see if they're trying to set a wall one way or the other. So I just am very aggressive when I know that they can get to an edge, and I try to beat them to that place if I can. Yeah. And uh, that's what happened in the game. Yeah. Uh, he was making a big field return, and I just could see it coming. And so I was rolling. And so by the time he recognized that I was there, I was on him. I love that a, warrior punter spirit, man. That's that's awesome. Because I do I think gotta, there are some I gotta, kickers. I got to keep up. I got to keep it up for the brand, man. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's <laughs> Always, hard being a, a punter in this league, you know. Always got to stay on brand. Hey, tell our audience more about your charity, more about where the, the, the 200, by the way, Thomas Morstead, Saints punter is our guest here, and and you guys, the listeners, probably helped donate over $200,000 to his charity after the Viking Saints playoff game. So where is that money going that uh, the people donate? Yeah, so we're, we're giving that, uh, it's about $221,000 to uh, Children's Hospital Minnesota, to their Child Life Department. And there's been another $120,000 donated uh, so it's more, more, more like 340 to 350 wow. total. Awesome. Uh, we already had a fundraiser going on for Louisiana before any of this happened. Yeah. And so they were like, hey, we can't, we'll never be able to use, like it's getting crazy, this amount of money to, if it's just for child life. And so they encouraged us to start a new campaign 
and, and uh, have the rest come back to Louisiana. So we've raised 120 for Louisiana, which is great. That's awesome. If we kick in like another $100,000, can you just let Drew Brees come to the Vikings for 2018? Would that be cool? Yeah, I can't give that away. That's, <laughs> that's, our, uh, that's our chance for a Super Bowl next year. Uh, it's been I've been spoiled my whole career to have him is the quarterback of our team no matter what situation we've been in you always feel like we have a chance to win it all and as a player having that opportunity to feel legit you know everyone says they're going to have a great season every yes, year they yeah. do. but there's probably like 12 teams that really believe we can win the super bowl this year and every year we feel that way because of him yeah there's like five quarterbacks where you go to training camp aaron Rodgers, drew Brees, tom brady you start at seven wins and go from there right <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely, and so it's just um, that's the that's the worst we've ever done in my nine years, seven and nine. What's what's the, the thing about Drew that impresses you the most? Do you think if there's one thing that uh, really well, I, I don't know if this is a, a, a way that you can make yourself be, but he, the best guys I've been around, and he is one of those guys. Just they just operate differently. They just operate on a different wavelength than everybody else. People talk about. Uh, I want to go on a diet, or I want to do this. I want, no, you don't, or you do it. Yeah. If, if it was really a priority, you would do it. And that guy's goals and priorities are very clear. He is just an excellent teammate because he's so accountable to everybody else. Drew could throw five picks in a game, and no one bat an eyelid or say, what the heck was that? There's never any of that because the guy's more prepared than anybody. He, you know what I mean? He does all the things to yeah. where you're just like, you can't do anything. You, you, you never question anything with him because yeah. he just, just operates differently. And he's and it's to have your most important position be your best player and the most important leadership position as well. And he's always doing the right thing. There's a reason why we tend to have good locker rooms down in New Orleans. He's the guy everybody looks at. And you're like, well, that's the standard. You better, you better step it up Yeah, because that's what's expected. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I don't take that for granted um, because I've just it's been I've been fortunate not only to learn from him, to be around him, to see how he operates. Obviously, we do two entirely different jobs, but the level of preparation that that guy goes through every day. I mean, if you wanted to kill him, you could because you know exactly where he's going to be at every point on every Monday, on every Tuesday. You know what his routine is, and he's just – the guy's incredible to be around and to watch, and it's really special. I mean, I'm just – I'm like – literally, I'm watching a Hall of Famer every day. Just you just you We all just get to be around him, and it's awesome. Yeah. Well, Thomas Morstead, it was great to meet you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, you're Appreciate doing great it. charity work, yep. and it's, uh, it's cool to have that Minnesota connection to you now, even though it was a, a tough outcome for your team in that I, game. But I, Look, I appreciate it. I've got some Minnesota ties. My grandfather's a gopher, and uh, okay. uh, my mom's first flight from England was to come visit my dad up in Duluth Boom. back in 1979. Right so on. we got some Minnesota ties. Right on. Very nice. Thomas thank Morstead, uh, thank you so much. We'll come back here. Oh, sorry, I got your mic turned uh, down. You're Dave. killing me. Rumor is Case Keenum to stop by any moment here. Oh, Case Keenum might come over here next. Cool, we'll do that uh, when we come back. Perhaps Mackie and Judd from Radio Row. Let's first talk about if you're looking for the place to be this weekend. If you're wondering, there's all kinds of different things you can do. Super Bowl experiences. The, the true Super Bowl experience driven by Genesis at the Minneapolis Convention Center is the one thing you should do this weekend. It goes through tomorrow, so you got two days to take advantage of interactive games where you can test your football skills, live game action using virtual reality technology, 
watch youth football clinics, merchandise from NFL Shop presented by Visa, and participate in a range of other football-themed experiences. And get this, tickets, not that expensive. You might pay 75 bucks to park somewhere around here. It's only 35 bucks for adults to get into the Super Bowl experience, just 25 bucks for kids. Get your tickets now. It's still going on today and tomorrow at the Minneapolis Convention Center, downtown Minneapolis. And if there's one thing you have to do, I'd recommend the Super Bowl experience driven by Genesis. Mackie and Judd back with more from Radio Row. This portion of Mackie and Judd brought to you by Catholic United Financial. All right, Mackie and Judd, welcome back. It's Radio Row, Mall of America, and uh, we're a lot of things up in the air right now, but we know that Case Keenum is making his way over here. Is he? And we All also right. have NFL picks with Todd Furman here shortly in about 10 minutes from now. Uh, Devin Hester will join the show at 11.30. And the superstar Mike Morris, if he can make his way through the masses, will uh, will be over here for the noon hour. Um, what are your, you know, this is your first time doing radio yeah. this week too, so you've been covering football for a long time, but you've never, you never dove into this fiasco. So what are your, how would you explain this to like a fan or a family member who wanted to come out and, and see what they could experience? Uh, I would explain it as, actually, I wouldn't necessarily explain it. I would give advice, get there early. <laughs> like if I were to talk to a football fan right now and they said, when do you think I should come out to the mall? Yeah. I would say, come out in the morning. Because there's room to, like, move around then and watch things. Uh, by now, I'm looking straight ahead towards Shake Shack here, and I can't see the end of the humanity, but I would guess it's six deep by now. So I would have said, get here early. The amazing thing, though, is is every time you look left, right, or straight ahead, yeah. there's a former football star or a celebrity. I mean, Rod Carew just walked right by us. Mm-hmm. Rod Carew. Russell Wilson yesterday basically dragged his jacket across my face so did you take a really creepy whiff or what happened there no i just why got hit you, by why, his, why did I got you hit close by his your jacket. eyes and uh... i got hit by his jacket as he walked by me <laughs> i mean it is i knew it would be a lot of activity in a cluster i didn't realize it would be this much activity it's really interesting to watch yeah it's been uh it's been something and i know that like they've a lot of these big time parties have started the last couple days too and they've had some red carpets and big performers and like j-lo is going to perform here at some point so there's all kinds of different stuff going on and uh yeah we're just you can find by the way we have all kinds of interview content too on our social media platforms we're stepping up our game and all kinds of good snippets of stuff at 1500 espn twitter and facebook and instagram programming note should we squeeze a break in right now or should we survey the landscape here for our buddy Case. You can do it now. I okay. don't see him anywhere. Right. Let's so take a quick break. It. We'll do NFL picks and also Case Keenum when we come back live from Radio Row. It's Mackie and Judd. But first, I've got a message. I want to talk to you about my friends from Prime Mortgage Lending and my friend in particular, Kent Mikola. And here's an important word uh, to Kent and his team at Prime, and that word is simple. It's trust. Whether it's your friends, business partners, or teammates, so much of success today is based on trust. If you're shopping for a new mortgage you can count on prime to give you sound advice and straight answers that means that you can count on kent you can trust them if you're considering a refi the prime mortgage team will take the time for you to understand your goals and your situation to make sure that refi puts you in a better financial position even if you're not sure if a refi makes sense for you you can talk to prime and find out and here's the key with prime and kent they would rather earn your trust than sell you a loan i'll say that again because it's important they would rather earn your trust than sell you a loan Again, you can trust them. It's, once again, Prime in Bloomington Online at goprimewithkent.com. 
That's goprimewithkent.com. Write it down, goprimewithkent.com. Check them out, equal housing opportunity, NMLS ID 69551. Conditions may apply.